This episode is sponsored by Stitch Fix and by Omaha Sticks. Nowadays, gaming is the most popular form of entertainment on Earth. It's bigger than movies and television and music. It's a massive industry with something for everyone. Yet, when you walk the halls of E3 or PAX, there's one classic character who is conspicuously missing. And that's the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, okay, that's not entirely accurate. Most game conventions do have a booth run by a group called Game Church. Mm -hmm. It's pretty easy to spot because it's the booth that features uh, Jesus wearing a headset and holding a controller and a pamphlet titled Jesus for the Win. They also also, give out beer. Yeah, they they (laughs) try to lure you in with beer. Yeah. It's a pretty brilliant strategy. Cool, thanks for the beer. Bye. Uh, But aside from Game Church, there just isn't a whole lot of Christianity in today's gaming landscape. You can spend hours pretending to be a goose or a hedgehog or a goat, but not the biggest mythical creature of all, Jesus. And that's until now. Recently, a Steam page for a new game titled I Am Jesus Christ appeared online featuring this trailer. In it, the player character, Jesus, walks up to a blind woman, raises his arms, and miraculously restores her sight. And next, we approach a hungry man sitting next to his bucket and magically fill that bucket with live fish. Little does Jesus know, though, that bucket is where that guy is going to be storing all of his hot diarrhea. And uh, I don't know if the fish are going to add to that or not. It's going to create more diarrhea for the bucket. Yeah. And there's the potential that there was already diarrhea in it. So now it's just diarrhea mixed with fish. The fish are tainted. But thank you, Jesus. It's the thought that counts. Mm -hmm. Now, next up, we're walking on water, baby. Look at those feet. And we're using our Christ magic to steady the seas for a boat that's getting tossed around. An empty boat. Don't remember it being empty in the Bible, but uh, fine. But uh, (laughs) uh uh-oh. Looks like we found ourselves in a bit of trouble. Nailed to a cross and slowly bleeding out and suffocating. How are we going to get ourselves out of this mess? Especially with our miracle power bar, conveniently there on the side of the screen. It's so low. Yeah. Not enough for a miracle. Well, I mean, you probably know what, how that part goes for Jesus. But at the end of the trailer, we do get a brief glimpse. Just a few days later, Jesus' health bar, it's back. It's regened and he is busting out of this tomb. Thank yeah. God. The, the, the mini game after the game is that you're Jesus taking the wheel of like a semi-truck in American Truck Simulator. Yeah. Because as we all know, Jesus is always with you. Taking the wheel and then just like spying on teenage boys jacking off. Just yeah. Being like... Also the image where uh, Jesus is sacrificing his vein for the heroin instead yeah. of yours. No, take my vein. <laughs> Based on the trailer and the Steam description, uh, this game basically just simulates a bunch of key moments from Jesus' life, especially the miracles. Quote... I Am Jesus Christ is a realistic simulator game inspired by stories from the New Testament of the Bible. Get into old times and follow the same path of Jesus Christ 2,000 years ago. Game is covering the period from baptizing of Jesus Christ and to resurrection. Have you ever wondered to be like him? One of the most privileged and powerful people in the world? Check if you can perform all famous miracles from the Bible like Jesus Christ. It is a simulation game and you can try to save the world as he did. Are you ready to fight with Satan in the desert, exercising demons and curing sick people? Or calm the storm in the sea? Pray like him to get your Holy Spirit's power and help people around you. Fight with evil, make miracles, resurrect dead, feel and act like him. If you are a game lover, why not to get to know his past, his challenges, his sufferings, and his power? This is a honey trap game from a fucking foreign land. All right, Jesus, the first miracle is we need some credit card digits. Yeah. We need some bank account details. The Lord needs these details. There's going to be a lot of DLC in this mm-hmm. game, and you're going to want it all, or you're not going to be a good Christian. So pay the tithing, as mm-hmm. they call it in the game, yes. I'm sure. Uh, yes, uh, as shown in screenshots, you do, in fact, get to do battle with a very scary-looking Satan. 
Under the key features section, we see that I Am Jesus Christ includes open world, special skills, realistic fight with Satan, over 30 miracles like healing, walking on water, calming storm, feeding people, baptizing and getting superpower of Holy Spirit, praying and increasing of Holy Spirit, and of course, crucifixion and resurrection. Rated M for mature. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Passion of the Christ, that was a hard R. This whole game feels like it was made up by an algorithm. It may have been. There's a lot of unknowns here. Yeah. So yeah, it's pretty clear that the people responsible for this don't exactly have the best grasp on the English language. And that's because the publisher behind it, Playway SA, is based out of Poland. Hmm. Looking at their dev page on Steam, we see that they're mostly known for simulator games. Car Mechanic Simulator, Truck Mechanic Simulator, Farm Mechanic Simulator, Train Mechanic Simulator, Plane Mechanic Simulator. <sighs> what is the deal with Europeans being so into video games that simulate manual labor? Specifically, being a mechanic. Yeah. I mean, but, who, the, uh, who the hell wants to come home from work, fire up the gaming PC, and then get right back to work? Farmers. I guess. Farmers do. I guess. I don't understand. But I just love that like their their entire repertoire is all mechanic games. Yeah. Like I... you've you've fixed a machine. Now it's time to fix humanity. Mm-hmm. So looks like a popular one of theirs is a house flipping simulator. Oh yeah. Which is that's that. another one that's just like, all right, now time to vacuum. Now time to paint the walls. Well, I think they're totally going for like the just absurdist gameplay for this, I'm sure. Like, I don't know. It's pretty all, big on Twitch. This is all pretty like dead serious. I can't wait to see Doctor Disrespect play this. Ugh. He better not disrespect the Lord. He better not. Anyways, they the this company behind it, they at least balance out all the simulators for honest jobs with stuff like Thief Simulator, which is a game in which you break into people's homes and vehicles and steal their shit. Looks I mean, pretty fun. This they're making this game to make up for Thief Simulator. Yeah. Uh, after putting a few dozen hours into that, uh, you're going to want some forgiveness for your sins. So, yeah, I guess Jesus Simulator, it does make sense in this context. Yeah. However, there, there is no current release date for I Am Jesus Christ. And devs and publishers of simulator games are sort of notorious for just flooding Steam with product pages for games that are coming soon and never actually releasing them. Uh, with all the attention this has gotten, you'd think that they'd want to actually ride that hype train and release a real game. But I guess we'll see. Probably holding out for E3. Yeah. They're going to want to get Game of the Year because how do you not give it to Jesus Christ? Fly him in on a, you know, on a fucking rope. Yeah. On oh, a my rope. God. No, you put him behind a giant stone and he comes out on stage. Holy shit. He's here. Uh, for now, the options for Christian video games, they're woefully slim and... I'm sure they're all terrible. They are. It's. Uh, I, I was looking into this. I was like, "There's gotta. There has to have been a good Christian game at some point." The Satanists are worried because the Christians are starting to learn how to code. <laughs> they're not, though. No, not well. Every Christian game looks. It's like they're all shit. Mm -hmm. There's the best one was apparently some uh, Left Behind game. That was. It was basically just an RTS war game set in the Left Behind world. Um, yeah. Not there's I'm surprised not much there's there. not like a uh, like a, a, a park tycoon game based around getting all those animals on the boat. Yeah, it's super. And you would think, um, what's that film company that releases all the crap uh, like The Shed and God's Not Dead and God's Not Dead Two and God's Not Dead Three? Well, obviously they're working on a game at some point. They they have to. They got to get into gaming. I yeah. mean, like the, everything they release, they they make their money back. So because of all the all the grandmas out there who only allow their grandkids to watch Christian media. Yeah. So, anyways, looking forward to that. But speaking of Jesus, he is, of course, the reason for the season, that season being Christmas. And with Christmas comes decorating. And sometimes that involves going down to the tree farm and getting yourself a nice Christmas tree for the home. 
Well, after hearing what we're about to tell you, perhaps the idea of a plastic tree will become more appealing to you. Because mm -hmm. if you happen to notice one of these little, hmm, innocent pine cone, walnut-looking things hanging from one of your Christmas tree's branches, don't panic, or maybe do, because it's just hundreds of praying mantis eggs waiting for the perfect opportunity to hatch. It's the gift that keeps on giving. Mm -hmm. In autumn, female mantises lay their eggs in one big, thick sack which hardens to survive the wintertime. These egg sacs are attached to plants and trees, so sometimes they hitch a ride home for Christmas. And sometimes, when the tree stays in the house for a few weeks after Christmas, as in the case of a woman in Virginia last January, they start hatching, baby. And now you've got a house full of hundreds of baby praying mantises. It's pretty horrifying, but also, in, in fairness, it seems like it's pretty rare. And as long as you get rid of your tree not long after Christmas, you should be all right. Although, yeah. I mean, if you're... Putting it in the house, it doesn't have to survive the winter, so maybe it's hatching early. Yeah, I mean, like, the, the warmth of your house, the chestnuts roasting on an open fire, it might send a, a message to the mantis embryos. They're like, yeah, it's pretty, pretty warm out there. Must be spring. Must huh. be time to hatch ourselves out. Well, if you want to have fun with the kids, you say, hey, little Billy, why don't you go crack that walnut that's hanging off the tree? Get oh yourself a little Christmas surprise. Oh, my God. <laughs> I see there's one more gift under that tree that no one's noticing. Did Santa leave that? Give it a little tap, see what happens. Yeah. But hey, if hundreds of praying mantises doesn't gross you out, how about thousands of these? What you're seeing is not an uncensored, disembodied penis. But we're getting struck for it anyway, baby. It is the fat innkeeper worm, also known as the penis fish. And thanks to some recent winter storms here on the West Coast, thousands of these 10-inch long, flesh-colored penis fish have been washing up on shore at beaches all over Northern California, and the seagulls have been feasting on the ultimate dick buffet. It's very dangerous for people who sunbathe in the nude. They're getting a taste for these worms, mm -hmm. and uh, when they see yours, they're not going to know the difference. <laughs> My favorite part is that, I think it was the LA Times had to verify that yes, this was indeed true, there are penis monsters washing up on our shores. Yeah, it's um, a real thing, and it's horrifying. <laughs> so, to make this feel even more unsettling, these dick worms, they actually didn't really wash up on shore. Rather, the recent storms moved the top layer of sand out of the way, exposing the thousands of dickfish living underneath. In other words, if you're walking on a beach in Northern California at low tide, there are thousands of dicks living their whole lives just inches below your bare feet. Dig around long enough, you might find yourself a nice meal. Dig a little hole for your own penis. Yeah. Experience the thunder. You're the meal now. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah, dig one of these up. Play some pranks, walk around, <laughs> and the police show up and like, put the, put the penis away, sir. He ripped his dick off. Get him. And he tossed the dick at the cop, and then you die. Yeah. Anyway, while the penis fish has not caught on as food over here, its similar phallic relatives over in Asia are quite popular, especially in Korea, where they're known as an aphrodisiac. Why wouldn't they be? They look like a fucking penis. Mm -hmm. You eat the penis, it makes your penis yeah. nice and big. You visit any seafood market in Korea, and they're likely to have a big bucket full of live penis fish just wriggling around all over each other. The forbidden fruit. Now, prepping a dick fish for eating is simple. Uh, according to the various YouTube videos demonstrating it, which I watched, it involves simply chopping the ends off, squeezing them guts out, and then uh, slicing them into little rounds like... Hot Kind of like calamari. Yeah, like little hot dogs. Uh, yeah. They're then served raw and... Uh, I couldn't figure out why this is. It's either the sauce on them or the nerve ending still operating. Uh, the dick fish slices sometimes just move around on the plate. So, boner appetite. Ha <laughs> If you want real Bap. fun, you just pour some salt on them. Yeah. Watch them wriggle around. I think it's probably the salt that's doing it. But, uh, yeah. 
it's yeah, it's the case. pretty gross. Uh, anyways, uh, if you don't have the stomach for that sort of food, eating it might send you on a long trip to the bathroom. And unfortunately, the bathrooms in this country are in disgraceful condition, at least according to our big fat president. <laughs> Last week, President Donald J. Trump took time away from impeachment talk to go off on one of his all-time greatest dementia rants about the state of bathrooms in the USA. And, I mean, we could just read you the transcript, but why not just play the clip? We have a situation where we're looking very strongly at sinks and showers and other elements of bathrooms where uh, you turn the faucet on in areas where there's tremendous amounts of water, where the water rushes out to sea because you could never handle it. And you don't get any water. You turn on the faucet, you don't get any water. They take a shower and water comes dripping out. It's dripping out, very quietly dripping out. People are flushing toilets 10 times, 15 times, as opposed to once. They end up using more water. So EPA is looking at that very strongly, at my suggestion. Well, that's our president. Thank you, sir. Uh, taking big McDonald's dumps and just flushing, flushing, and flushing. Mm -hmm. These White House toilets. They need a poop knife. The poop hole is too, too small. Mm -hmm. yeah, something needs to be done about this. So it's, I'm glad to hear that the EPA is, is looking into raising the water pressure so that all of our big turds can get properly sucked down the toilet hole and our sinks and showers can properly clean the doo-doo off of our poopy bodies. Thank you, Mr. President. Appreciate you. The people that actually potentially complain about this must have, like, the worst diets. Just think, there's got to be something you can do. It's, it's all like those people that got really into, like, bacon as a meme, like, 15 years ago yeah. and just never stopped. And now mm -hmm. their cholesterol and their sodium is off the charts and their body can't digest vegetables anymore. Everybody laughed at the concept of the poop knife and now you kind of got to have one if yeah. you live in America. Poop sword. Yeah. Electric poop <sighs> knife, like one of those uh, Thanksgiving turkey. Yeah. Guys. <clears throat> yeah. So you only need to flush once with good poop knife. Mm -hmm. But then the pressure isn't hard enough to clean the poop knife off, so... And there we are, back at it again. Yeah. Well, thank you, Mr. President. Well, anyways. anyways, time for an ad read. This episode is sponsored by Stitch Fix. Personal style is like a fingerprint. Everyone has their own. Whatever your style, the expert stylists at Stitch Fix are ready to help you express yourself. Stitch Fix is an online personal styling service that delivers your favorite clothing brands right to your door. To get started, go to stitchfix.com weird, answer some questions about your preferred style, and your personal shopper will ship you a box of clothes, shoes, and accessories. With Stitch Fix, everyone can look their best. They have solutions for men, women, and kids all over the U.S. and now the U.K. Just in time. <laughs> Get it while you can. Yeah. Because you're going to have to start paying for health insurance soon. So, yeah. Uh, there's no commitment required, and you only pay for what you keep. Shipping, exchanges, and returns are always free. Plus, the $20 styling fee is automatically applied towards anything you keep from your box. You'll never have to worry about looking good again with Stitch Fix. Get started today at stitchfix.com weird, and you'll get to keep an extra 25% off when you keep everything in your box. That is stitchfix.com weird. Our UK viewers, enjoy. You can get, get it dressed. now, too. And this episode is sponsored by Omaha Steaks. This season, Omaha Steaks is sharing an amazing limited-time offer with our viewers to get a jump on your holiday shopping. Go to omahasteaks.com, enter the code WEEKLYWEIRD up in the search bar, and order the favorite gift package, the gift all of your friends and family will love 
for the fun price of just $69.99. Nice. Order now and you'll get four six-ounce bacon-wrapped filet mignons, the most tender steak in the world, four savory premium pork chops, four Omaha Steaks burgers, four perfectly browned potatoes au gratin, four made-from-scratch caramel apple tartlets, and Omaha Steaks signature seasoning packet, plus... Only for our viewers, a free six-piece cutlery set and cutting board. All this delicious food, plus the free cutlery set that you'll enjoy for years to come for only $69. It's a damn good deal. $69.99. Mm -hmm. Again, order now and you can get the favorite gift package, plus the free six-piece cutlery set and cutting board for just $69.99 by going to omahasteaks.com and typing Weekly Weird in the search bar. Don't wait. If you want to take advantage of this offer, the time the clock is ticking, guys. Mm -hmm. You want that gift to get there before the holidays? You got to act now. Order Give the, the whole family yeah. on Christmas Day. Give everyone a knife. Mm -hmm. Order the favorite gift package today. Mm -hmm. You can do other things with those knives that we just talked about, but I'm not. I'm not going to put this in the ad. Not during the ad. No. Now uh, let's move on to headlines. Starting with Arizona man registers swarm of bees as emotional support animals. I do not want to come across this guy in an airport. Yeah, if he's having a bad day, those bees are going to be extra protective. Oh. Now, he, uh, he, this, he's not serious. He doesn't actually have emotional support bees. Okay. But he did use the website for registering them. And he just submitted a, a picture of a beehive and got approved. Perfect. So this is all just to prove a point. What the f is there a fucking plane like in our backyard here? Candyman. He's God coming through it. with his bees. Candyman is dropping a load of bees on us. Um, no, sir, you can't. You can't have emotional support bees in the airport. And he's like, the candy man can. Yeah, the whole Because he needs them to feel self-love. <laughs> the whole concept of emotional support animals is pretty much... Like, it had an actual uh, meaning behind it at one point. Like, there are... It, there are there's a lot of evidence that owning a, a dog or a cat is good for your mental health. Mm -hmm. And uh, if, you, if your landlord's a fucking dickhead, it's nice that uh, a therapist or psychiatrist can write a letter that allows you... To have a pet, people but ruined, this shit's people just ruined gone the off the rails. That, yeah. yeah, they ruined it. Yeah, people were just buying like the the jackets off Amazon and other sites. Well, that so that's that's another aspect of it. People yeah. were treating emotional support animals and service animals as the same thing. They're absolutely not the fucking same thing at all. Like no. service animals have to go through months of training because they're actually it's fucking stolen like, valor. Yeah, it is stolen <laughs> valor. You're stealing value, valor for your animal. Yeah. But no, it was it was co-opted by a bunch of people who didn't want to board their dogs or put them in a cage while they're flying or traveling or anything like that. And yeah, it fucking sucks. throw a jacket on them. Fucking sucks. Y'all ruined it. Shame. Yeah. Someone is putting tiny cowboy hats on pigeons in Las Vegas as animal rescue works to remove them. And these, these I mean, pictures... It, it looks it, hilarious. It's very funny. It's delightful, actually, until you... Realize these pigeons probably don't like having a hat not glued only, to their head. Not only does probably no animal like having anything glued to them at all, no. but I would assume that even the slightest bit of uh, weight change... Yeah, their flight has to get... It has up. to be. It, it th probably throws their little equilibriums off. Yeah. They got to get used to it. And then the animal rescue people, they take the hats off and they got to relearn how to fly without the hats. Yeah. They don't know how, who's doing it or why. They think like... There is like a rodeo coming up, so maybe it has something to do with that. There's always a rodeo in But, I mean, the person doing this, they're somehow luring pigeons very close to them. It's Mike Tyson. It could be Mike Tyson. He does spend a lot of time in Las Vegas. Look at these little hats. Yeah. <laughs> they look so cute. A cute little hat on these pigeons. Why would anyone get upset? So, yeah, um, if you're in Vegas, keep your eye out for cowboy pigeons and have a nice laugh and then feel bad for the pigeons. Yeah. But, but uh, laugh first. Yeah. 
It is a it's a funny picture. Mm-hmm. Brazilian man arrested after dressing up as his mother to take driving test for her. Oh, that's a good son. Yeah, but now he's in trouble. Was the mom just busy, or was she incapable of driving? Uh, she was incapable of driving, okay. and therefore <laughs> yeah. should not have a driver's license. So yeah, not a great story then. Um, I mean, if it, she was just too busy working multiple jobs to afford no. food to put on the table. No, she uh, is a bad driver. Too old, probably too old for the road. Um, I'm not sure if her son did it out of like, uh, you know, out of the kindness of his heart or just because he didn't want to be the guy that has to drive her around all day now. Or like, guys, I just wanted to get, I've been hearing this from my mom for months now. Like, she's going to beat the shit out of me if she doesn't get this driver's license. Yeah. So. But um, yeah, it didn't work. They, they looked at the driver's license and they looked at him and they're like, are you sure this is you? Yes. Got a got a bit of a deep voice there, ma'am. Whoa, what the fuck did you just say to me? Uh, excuse me? It is ma'am. So, well, it didn't work either. Yeah, nice try. South Korean Papa John's debuts American pizza with hot dogs on every slice. Great. Now we can have an argument about pineapple on pizza, but hot dog on pizza. People fucking hate this, but I looked at it and I was like, I would eat that. Are we sure those are hot dog slices and not these penis fish? It is Korea. I'm pretty sure. Okay. The the Korean the this is the American one. The Korean the Korean pizza is covered in all sorts of things. Octopus tentacles still yeah. moving around. Dick it's the fish. Big, it's the big dick pizza. But uh, you know I like the idea of using a pizza slice as a hot dog bun. Probably mm. tastes great. They it's also put, got like mashed potatoes, cheesy yeah. mashed potatoes on it. It they, sounds delicious. It's I mean technically it's just pork. Yeah, most of it. So that's not that weird. Yeah, I like. Uh, Pepperoni, ham. Yeah. I've had, uh, I've had like shawarmas where they used pizza as the bread. Extremely unhealthy. But yeah, delicious. No, of course it is. Delicious. Yeah. Well, you, you can use pizza as a base for anything. Pizza is a, a blank canvas and it's, it's time we all realize that. This is why the real Papa John is so upset. <laughs> they changed the recipe. <laughs> There's fucking mashed There's potatoes a hot and dog hot dogs all over it. And I'm eating 40 of them. <laughs> Jesus. My doctor keeps telling me to stop. Nope. No. Full I will speed see ahead. this through. Bus full of school kids evacuated over too much Axe body spray in Florida. You can't even walk in. Like, the worst was they, they like, came out with this when I was in high school. And, like, the locker room in the gym was the worst thing. Well, it's because the marketing, especially in the early 2000s, uh, it promised that if you, if you just liberally sprayed Axe all over your body, you would immediately get to, like, bang hot chicks. Yeah. So... Every fucking 12-year-old boy is just like, well, I want that. I want to bang hot I'm chicks. I'm going to fucking just drench myself in axe. Yeah. And, and they all got laid. Yeah. Uh, the, the fun thing to do back then was you would just smash the top off of it and throw it in the shower when someone was in there showering. Oh, God. Whatever. Yeah. Like a tear gas canister. Yeah. Anyways, this bus driver thought there was like a chemical attack or a gas leak or something. Probably someone so they, doing that trick. They're just like, Probably. Yo. So they evacuated. But yeah. um, I'm, all the boys... They all got dates after that. Yeah. So, happy the pro- ending. The problem wasn't the Axe body spray that was smelling. It was all the sex that all these kids were having. Yeah. Bus driver had to pull over. It smells like mm. hot sex in here. I can't even see out of the window. It's mm. fogging up. Mm. Well, Florida man found eaten by alligator actually died from meth overdose, officials say. Thank God they did an autopsy. Or his yeah. family would have had to live with the fact that he was eaten by an alligator. So embarrassing. Well, it was more like, uh, I think they I think they did end up killing the alligator because he's a man-eater. Which is fucked up because he's not. He just found a body, a perfectly fine body. No one was using it. 
And he started munching on it. But yeah, for like months, they thought this was a, a case of an alligator actually like attacking and killing and eating someone. But no, he was already dead. He died of a meth overdose. He fell in the water. Mm-hmm. And then at some point later was found half eaten. That poor gator. Yeah. Although gator was probably going buck wild for a couple hours after eating that guy. The, the meat is tainted. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Have you guys tried this human? Yeah. Fuck, man. I'm getting a buzz off of this. I'm going to go swim 50 laps. Mm-hmm. Moving on. Dearborn's Arab American National Museum displays shawarma taped to wall. Hell yeah. I salute you. I'd, I'd way rather be the guy to break in and steal that off the wall and eat it than a banana. I love a good shawarma. I <laughs> fucking delicious. love shawarma. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of bananas. Yeah. So that's why it can stay on the wall. Shawarma's good, though. Yeah. Good stuff. Even if it's been sitting on the wall for a little bit. Yeah. It's good meat on there. Mm-hmm. It's been spinning on that on that rotisserie for hours. Tape the whole rotisserie up there. It'll smell delicious. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Nice little side of fries next to, next to the display. I want to, that, that's like, that'll be my ultimate, like, dad gift to myself. I'm going to buy a fucking shawarma spit <laughs> at some point and just buy, like, you get, you you need, like, at least, like, 10 pounds of meat just yeah. stacked on it. Yeah, have a big party. Yeah. I'm like, all right. You need, what you need mm. to do is you need to get the Omaha Steaks pack and put all of that meat all at once yeah. on there. Mm. But, like, pack it all together and just slice it off. So yeah. you get a little bit of hamburger, a little bit of filet mignon, some caramel apple tartlets, all in one bite. Yeah. Probably delicious. Have a little Turkish barbecue. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I bought this. I paid $1,000 for this shawarma spit, so everyone come over. Yeah. We're going to make good use of it. Mm. You're all invited. Yeah. Report of homemade nuclear device forces evacuation of Columbus neighborhood. Man was a genius. He no, finally did it. He was. <laughs> they evacuated this entire neighborhood. It was a fucking huge thing. Uh, but uh, I don't know. They're just like, yeah, he's just some weirdo who like tinkered in a, his garage and like burned himself. And then he called 911. He's like, my quantum pentabulator uh, burned me. I'm, I'm working with some. He just dropped a bunch of weird like back to the future words. Yeah. And. Uh, that set off out a of chain ab- of events. Abundance of caution. <laughs> yeah. Everyone had to come out. Set off the uh, all the alarm bells down at the hazardous materials place. And mm-hmm. uh, everyone had a bit of a scare. Turned out the guy was just uh, you know, fucking around with some parts in his garage. And that's pretty much it. Neighbors love him. Yeah. Now they do for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now. Brought a little excitement to our lives. Elementary school assignment asked students to set your price for a slave. Multiple times a year this happens. Constantly. Yeah. Uh, and in this case, it wasn't even a lesson specifically about slavery. It was just like, it was a lesson on like free market capitalism or something. And it was just like, I don't know. I looked at the, like, there's a PDF of the actual assignment. And I was like, I don't know what the point of this is. It's just like a bunch of different examples. It's like, you live in Montana and you have goats. How much do you charge for a goat? And then, you know, a bunch of different examples of this. And then it's like, you live in the South and you have slaves. Why That's your main like business. Pecans or something. I know. Literally anything else. Yeah, tobacco. How much do you charge for a slave? Well, we were going to put tobacco on there, but that was, you know, we don't want to have, like, our kids talking about tobacco, so we put slaves yeah. on there instead. Yeah. We thought it would, uh, you know, kill two birds with one stone. They learn about slaves. They learn about free market economics. Everybody wins. But uh, no. No, it's, uh, instead it's just baffling that yeah, it exists. bit weird. And final headline. Out in 90 seconds, female urinals will have peeing time for women, says Hong Kong Toilet Association. We need to get the Hong Kong Toilet Association over here in America and figure out all these flushes. Well. It's because people are taking too long. It's 
because ladies are taking too long. But if you mm-hmm. give the ladies the standing urinal, it's like basically just men's urinals with these like uh, paper funnels yeah. that you pull out of a receptacle. Yeah. And then you just pop that on. Go, girl, go. Yeah, they saw they, they had, uh, I don't know if we ever covered it, but they had at one point I saw like article, they, they had like a reusable like uh, silicone, yeah, and it looks like a little like old water cup, but it has for the like camping. N- no, and they would be like, "Oh, are you tired of waiting in the line at the yeah. stadium? Just go with the boys." But uh, so ninety seconds, they had a, so they halved it, so they had originally had one hundred and eighty seconds. Yeah, the, the average, and they're because they're <laughs> the Hong Kong public toilet situation. They're like, "Yeah, it's going to take us like twenty years to do all of the repairs we need to do, mm-hmm. or we could just teach every woman in Hong Kong to pee standing up." Mm-hmm. I say we go with that one. But everyone's distracted by all this other bullshit happening here. Yeah. We sneak, we just remove all the like sit down toilets while everyone's out protesting. Gonna save ourselves a lot of work. The ad is like a woman coming into the bathroom. I'm doing my part. Yeah. Are you? We gotta come together and solve this crisis. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, what's to stop a woman in Hong Kong from saying that she has to take a shit and peeing instead? I don't know. I think there will be fewer sit-down options. Mm-hmm. Right now, they got lines. This will speed things up. Well, that's why I'm not on the Hong Kong Toilet Administration or Association yeah. or whatever. No, yeah. My ideas don't work. I send them in. You're not Hong never Kong Toilet Association material, I'm yeah. afraid. I'm, I'm just imagining that they all wear white, clean white jumpsuits with, like, bow ties. Yeah. <laughs> hey, <laughs> taking a little long right there, yeah. huh? <laughs> I'm with the Toilet Association. What you doing in there? Yeah. <laughs> Hello? All right, just making tur- sure you're taking the shit. Just making tur- Sorry, making sure. <laughs> you know how it is on the job. <laughs> uh, yeah, you got to have sick humor working this job. Anyways, carry on, but yeah. don't take too long. We got our eye on you. Not really, but maybe. We definitely do. I work for the toilet people. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's it. Please watch the latest episode of News Dump and another episode. We did cover some weird news earlier this week that... That bananer. <laughs> yeah. We did some banana news. Yeah. The, the art banana. If mm-hmm. you missed that. Uh, check all that out. And uh, if you want to support the show, head over to our Patreon page and become a member. Get ex- access to the exclusive podcast. We'll see you very soon for more episodes. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye. Bye.